Hello. How's everyone going? Hey, Mo. Hey. Oh, and a cat. We're joined by a cat today. Fantastic. <laughs> the cat is here. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. I know it's the middle of your work day. Uh, yeah, so, great. yeah. So I appreciate here. taking the time out. Um, should we should we get right into it? But first, introduce yourself in case anyone out there doesn't know who you are and what you do. Here's your time to let them all know. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you, Ben. Um, it's great to be here. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Mohammed Ali. I am a GPM for the Power BI product team. Uh, my team look after the things I think most of you probably care about, the creative experiences. So the consumption and creation of reports, Power BI desktop, um, data set editing, the new capabilities around data set editing in the web, ODSP integration, OneDrive SharePoint, I should say. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of other features, so I apologize to my team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, considerable surface area inside Power BI. Yeah. It can get so long, it starts to feel like an Oscar speech, and you're like, sorry for any of <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. You don't want to play it off by the music, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. But that's, it's, music, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of stuff you're in uh, you're in, you're in charge of. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's quite a it's quite. So essentially, today you're you're the Power BI guy. This is not me. This is <laughs> you're in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, point. Uh, Who's the, the cat? Part of today, the best part of today is also the blog post went live for the new desktop release. So you timed this perfectly. I saw that it came. I, I saw a post on LinkedIn like an hour ago, and I was thinking, let we get just you know bring up the the blog post on the screen and talk about forty five minutes, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it open right now. I was just responding right. to a comment actually. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. Did it have anything metrics related? Power BI metrics is one of my new favorite uh, yes, things. Yes, we had a blog post. I think yesterday we released a new metrics update for rollups. Ah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Is that is that out of your? area or is that in your area uh, sure. no, that's out of my area so pa patrick uh, who's another gpm okay. he owns uh metrics so uh, so the first thing mentioned... so yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry if man. you want to talk about metrics i can talk about it but i'm not the best person to probably ask me no, about it no, so just... please don't ask me and no, the no. Cat. This is, so i have two cats uh, someone's asked in the chat window this is django and sybil is the other cat his sister um she doesn't like to come on the camera as much, but like my cat likes to showboat a lot. And in meetings, this is what my cat does. Nice. Um, a lot. Um, and, and normally my camera's pointed at my cats. People normally want to join meetings with my cats. Uh, but today I had to point it a bit at me just so you guys can see it. Nice. Very cool. Um, we had a couple of questions before the chat even started, which actually I realized I can't actually bring up on the screen when if it if the the chats are there before the chat starts. I'm not mm. sure how that works, but but I can't. But it's a the one was by Jeff, and I wasn't sure if it was because it sounded so meta to me that I kind of confused my brain. Being able to trigger bookmarks from slices would be awesome, as well as being able to trigger bookmarks from bookmarks, and that gave me a bit of a headache to be honest. Triggering a bookmark <laughs> from a bookmark, um, I don't. That sounds like it would have like the, the, the bookmark version of kind of like a, a, a like a recurrence error when it kind of like loops back on itself and crashes the PBX. I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's a, a reason behind it. There you go. Uh, um, yeah. So, so uh, for for the, for, the, for for we can talk about bookmarks in a, in a moment if you want. Yeah. We can, we, I think bookmarks in general mm. um, is a interesting conversation of like what did we try to do with bookmarks. Mm. And actually, should we have designed bookmarks differently? And we had a meeting. We weren't. I, 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 I'm going to use the word "fix" just so that you guys are happy here. 
I think there's a lot of things to be fixed in bookmarks because it served a purpose. People then misused that purpose to do some really cool things and use the feature well beyond what it's scoped for. Mm. And then you run into the issue where you're now saying, can I now invoke one bookmark to bookmark? And what you're really asking for is what PowerUps has actions. Can mm. I click this button and then do something that then controls visibility, changes the size of something, changes these variables and so forth. Yeah. And so I do want to, if we're happy, want to talk about bookmarks that we can, <laughs> I think there's like bookmarks serves like several features here today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bookmarks, I, I love them, but it's very, it's very easy to get carried away with them. And then I think maybe also what you, a bit about what you mentioned quite often, I want to have bookmarks that like, can do multiple things at the same time, which starts to feel like, okay, this is not longer a bookmark anymore. I'm starting to create essentially what is a, a macro or, or whatever. Um, but I think it's because they are so helpful, you know, that you can do potentially, as you say, kind of hack them a little bit. The concern now is that if they're, kind of, if they're changed so much, then so many things that people have built might, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I, 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 we would not deprecate the old behavior, but like for newer reports, if you're creating a new report, we would then go and fix it. Um, mm. Yeah. It, look, the functionality makes sense. I didn't think the experience is right for bookmarks. And, okay. Um, okay. We're, like, we're not going to go and change it this year. I, I can assure you, it's not on my top 10 list to fix, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, there is a feature that is related to it, which is controlling visibility. And some of you may have been keen to see that on ideas, I actually said that we will look at visibility controlling or okay. controlling of the visibility elements on a page. Ah, that's cool. Um, that's a nice idea. Yeah, that's quite nice. Well, we'll I, I, I can I can assure you we'll, we'll get to your top 10 or top five list of things that are going to happen. <laughs> before we get, I, I jump straight into it, but before we get into all that, I'm curious to learn a bit about yourself, though, you know, your, your background, where, oh. how, you, how you ended up where, where you are. I, uh, sure. Yeah, please tell us because that's quite interesting. Okay, so um, so I I wanted uh, at a very early age I wanted to be a game programmer. I think a lot of people probably fall in that bucket where I wanted to develop games, and so I did engineering, um, computer science through uh, mm. through college, and then I got a job as an engineer for Microsoft in Microsoft Consulting inside the UK. So I'm originally from the UK. Okay, and so I spent. Um, about four years there as a developer and as a data scientist. So I was one of the first people involved in machine learning in the field. Actually, I was the worldwide community lead for Microsoft for machine learning. Um, wow. Machine learning was very new then as well. And so I did uh, projects for machine learning there. And then I met a guy called James Phillips when I wanted to bring in more ML things into Power BI. Mm. And James Phillips then said, hey, why don't you come and work in Power BI? And I was like, great. And so then I moved over to the US. At the time when we moved over to the US, there was a lot of things changing for Power BI. Power BI hadn't GA'd. So it was going for a GA moment, Power BI version one or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, then um, as part of that, we worked on solution templates, if you guys know, where we did Twitter, uh, a Twitter template and some other template, like a Facebook template, mm -hmm. where you can actually harness your Twitter data, hashtags, and then use ML on top of it. And then I, I moved around. So I joined the Q&A team and the natural language team. I then worked on data flows. And so my task was to fix it um, or <laughs> fix it from where it released at least. Yeah. And then I worked on some other several, like several items. And then I eventually owned the exploration space. And then once Will changed role, I then took over what Will had owned, which was the Power BI desktop side. 
And so that's kind of my journey of how I got into the US and the, in the States. Um, and I've been on, I, I've been very fortunate. I've had, like, I think Power BI has really great leadership, um, mm. which is why you can see it in the results, right? Like, um, and so we've had a very good, I, 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 like the team has been great. Um, mm. And no one really wants to leave here. Like, um, yes, the yeah. team is like, helps. Uh, um, like, we love the community. I think Power BI has one of the highest communities of anyone in Microsoft in terms of the community size and community engagement. Nice. Um, so like, it just shows you how well the, just the Power BI product team and the community really yeah. are tracking and gelling well together. Um, yeah. nice. but yeah, that's, that's kind of my background. I, I, I don't think I've ever shared my complete background, but yeah, that's how I get, got from the UK <laughs> as a lonely boy to, uh, <laughs> uh, to the U S with cats. <laughs> Did you bring the cats with you or they, they no, no, were no, already no, like the cats are like two years old. I got them during COVID. I was like, I need cats. COVID cats. That makes sense. We, we went yeah. for COVID dog. Um, <laughs> not sure how wise a decision that was, but what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, my, if I ever leave to the office, my cats get upset because yeah. um, they're not used to me leaving. And so this can be an interesting transition if we ever have to go back in the office. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, with our dog as well, I think it just we have to have it written in a contract somewhere that the dog has to come with us wherever, wherever you go. <laughs> the animal is, to my wife, is you'll just hear him, in, like it was like two o'clock in the morning yesterday. I heard him as this bang and he jumped up in the laundry to grab some of my wife's clothes so he could just go back and lie in his bed. It's a strange little animal. Now, yeah. So cool. Thanks for sharing your, your, um, your background no, story. It's, it's much appreciated. And do you miss, do you miss Will, by the way? Now that do he's... I miss Will? I see. Yeah. I still see. Uh, Will is still close. Like he still um, is in the same org, Azure Data. So I still, okay. Will is still in like our group chats. And so today I sent him a message saying, uh, if you guys look, use TikTok, I said, hey, what is uh, happening uh, with the House of Commons? Uh, because our prime minister today, if anyone knows, just yeah. just gave up. And I was like, well, why go? Like, it's, it's a disaster. The UK's politics is a disaster. But uh, me and him will have a side chat and we were just talking. So I just I do talk to Will a lot. Yesterday we had our mention. trivia event for like our give campaign, like could you cool. donate? My nice. team won. Uh, but Will, I don't know where I don't know whether Will was participating or was he just watching all the team struggle because <laughs> I feel like Will <laughs> went really well. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we do. We, we're very still close, and Will's been great to uh, help in this. But yeah, fair enough. So um, I think someone re the question that I mentioned before uh, that someone posted before the chat started that they brought back up again. It seems like a long one, but I'm going to bring it up anyway if that's okay. And see, yeah. I have I haven't even read all the way through to be honest. So let's see, let's see how this goes. Should be quite fun for you. Uh, any plan to add these following items? There's a long one in the Power BI one bookmark navigate drop down. Okay, to slice okay. to slice that drop down. Power BI desktop full screen presentation. Features uh, similar to P. Do we know who asked this? Okay, so number two is on the plans. I, I think I've, okay. I've, I've talked about it. I even shared a screenshot of this. Okay. But it's blocked by other features. So the, doing this feature is actually very trivial. Mm. It's blocked by other features, which are, which are going to be releasing soon. Mm. Okay. Um, the issue, uh, so like we will hopefully have this coming in the product. Um, and I think I shared with some MVPs on how even nice. we're thinking about taking this. Um, uh, but so number two is there. Number one, I would not do yet. Um, it's, hmm. it's, it's not the highest priority for us to do. I understand it. We are making improvements to some bug fixes there, but hmm. I do want us to collectively not, I'd rather not do something and then redo it again. I, I'm not a fan of doing double work for my development team. And yeah, so we enough. are, we need to revisit bookmarks in general. Like there's a hmm. lot of things people use it for custom navigation. 
people use it to do some really cool things in the reports and it's a it's a it's a thoughtful conversation that i want to start having in the next three months okay as you guys know i like to plan well in the future as well as the short term and make Makes sure sense. that we head in the right direction and mm. i feel like sometimes power bi has not done that and we are getting much better at that thanks to you guys mm. you guys are very keen to be like hey well this needs to work with this feature and i'm like mm. i agree but we never mm. thought of it and so we're getting much better at that those kind of interactions yeah i think it's one thing kind of using it in a team testing stuff but then to have basically many thousands of people trying sometimes things that are quite crazy it's like yeah of course you never thought of anything because you just yeah. it's impossible to use it to that level of intensity um and there were so many different use cases like i was having a conversation with someone the other day and i was talking about actually this i want to accidentally bring up a feature that i've probably mentioned to you before the in <laughs> the, the inability to remove drill through pages from the page navigation this is um yes. one of the things and i was saying in in, not... in the in the page slide in the navigator slicer right the, the the page navigation slicer whatever you're talking about yeah yeah the page like this way you kind of click yeah the page navigation my, my understanding yeah. is that's gonna be fixed my, my yeah yeah i heard about that fixed. yeah and it's gonna i had a meeting yesterday with rian um and I'm not, i don't believe rian's in the chat but um uh yeah we're gonna fix that that, that that's like we want to allow you to hide things into the navigator and we just had a hackathon uh yearly hackathon cool um just now and so there's a bunch of projects that people did um and one of those was those and saying hey we just need to quickly tweak it and then we can release it and so we're hoping to release it very cool that makes me happy i can't promise um, you what date but like it'll be soon my, my point wasn't to bug you actually <laughs> yeah. it, it was more to say because i was this in this conversation i was saying you can remove the tooltip from it but so why not the, the drill through and there's no way you'd ever want to see the the the, the tooltip i think it was kurt and kurt was like actually on one occasion i didn't and i was like god damn it kurt okay because <laughs> so, there's always some kind of situation when someone needs something that you never think about right yeah yeah so it's just and like i suppose you, you have to practice prioritize the edge case versus the non-edge case i generally it should never be shown there but yeah yeah here's actually i never thought about this how does the power bi team collab with the excel team very very deeply actually like we ship uh the power excel power bi excel connection or connector it's called an extension actually i should use the correct word in excel so we work directly mm. with them and you guys may be aware but we are you know we're talking about the future of uh pivot tables which uses power bi's tech and okay. now with desktop shipping inside excel you can imagine that we we can potentially improve the compatibility level that excel ships with inside excel and so we work very deeply with them um, Carlos, if anyone knows Carlos and the PM team Excel, he works deeply with Patrick on our side and I nice. on the PM side, um, with us. So yeah, we have a very deep integration, um, with them. We ship a lot of experiences in Excel. And so mm. tech, technically we, um, we have the ability to write code ourselves and ship it, but we work mm. very deeply with them on the experiences and aligning. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, interesting. Good to know. Uh, here you go. An idea to steal something. Tab management, tab management. Jeff loves tab management. Yes. Things Power BI needs to steal from Excel one, tab management. Fair enough. So yeah, hiding and stuff and yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I suppose, I mean, actually um, come to one by Goodly as well. How, how much Power BI do you use as an end user? So I use it every day and my, I would say like, this is also just my, my, my VP Arun, if you guys know Arun, uh, he draws this into people every day. I open up a scorecard now <laughs> and then I drill into a report from that scorecard of what, where's the business going, what's happened. Mm. And because we ship every month, there is something always changing. Yeah. Like either it 
happen or not. So every morning, and look, I have refresh failures, which drive me crazy sometimes. It's actually my fault. It's my token, <laughs> and I'm not using the correct mechanism, but I'm doing it because it's to empower myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so every morning I check my, my, we have a team scorecard, but I'm there every day checking it. So mm -hmm. in terms of creating reports, I do a lot of explorational things, right? Like the, I'll get data from different places and I'm just trying to just create correlation plots. And one of the things that we are looking at is exploration of like, how do I quickly create correlation plots without having to like, you know, export everything in Excel, create CSVs mm -hmm. and then bring them back into Power BI to create a simple line chart that shows three lines, are they correlating or not? Um, it's kind of more painful today. And I know we're working on that, um, mm. but I use it. I, I um, like one of the reasons why we're improving the get data flow is a lot of my team go through the get data flow and we mm. hate it. It's so painful. And okay. why is it so painful? And like, I'll give you some examples. Like we have to use our task breakdown structure today is in DSO or ADO. So I, sh I should say use a new Azure DevOps. And if okay. you try to use the Azure DevOps connector, you'll realize that you'll be soon in a world of hurt. And same with the SharePoint connector. You can't just copy a URL in the browser and just say, I want to connect to this Excel file. You can't do that in Power BI today. And so mm -hmm. we, we have plans to improve that so that you're not finding the right connector. You're finding, you're just working with the data wherever yeah. it is. So yeah. a ton of improvements. And the connect, sorry, thankful. please. No, I'm just saying I'm thankful that we get to try out the product, but yes, every day. Yeah, that's cool. That's good <laughs> I, to know. I heard from some. Uh, I will show I was... you my current build, but I can't share that with you guys today because I have a lot of things that I haven't released yet. Um, ah, okay, so, fair enough. And normally I would go into like a screen share, like, hey, I show you what I'm testing right now. We're doing a bug bash. Mm. And actually, I posted this on Twitter uh, the teal, the accent color probably is changing to teal. So it's still going to be yellow, but the underlines and other things are going to be teal because of accessibility. Because okay. yellow today is not, uh, a lot of people on my team can't see yellow and they can't differentiate the different yellows. and. That's an accessibility bug that we've yeah. been fending off for a long time, but we finally have a color. That's nice. I can. I was actually working with something today that was yellow. They wanted like the people I was working with. They wanted the previous year like in like a yellowish line, and then I was trying to get the the, the text to match the line, and I realized. But then it's annoying because you really can't read the text. It's going the same. I mean, no, it sounds like small things, but when someone really wants that, it's difficult to try and like work around that. Um, but I saw the, um, not this, this, the screen, the opening screen is also being changed to green, right? This is so, so, um, so anywhere where we use our primary accent color is going to change. Yeah. So yeah, the logo cool. and the logo background will still stay yellow. Yeah. Um, but everything else will be teal. And the, the reason why we don't want to change the yellow is everyone's got t-shirts. Everyone's got like, it's got a lot of brand equity. We don't want to change that. And can it be we believe close to Excel? all the accessibility issue, just the icon and the logo, the thing that the, the icon mm -hmm. uh, will cause it. I call it a logo, but Will will tell me off. Yeah. Um, but the teal will be used primarily because it's just so much easier and it works for a, a much wider range of people. Like I'm blue colorblind. And so it works for a much wider range. Now it mm -hmm. matches a more Excel. To be honest with you, I, I was telling this to people on Twitter that um, we don't have, I, 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 we looked at the color wheel and put all the Microsoft products on it, all of the Microsoft products. There was mm. no space. It was, it was either <laughs> too close to Teams, too close to Excel, too close yeah. to Word. We, we, we couldn't win. And mm. so just by default, Teal or that area had the most space. Mm. And so just by chance, it looks like Excel. It wasn't intentional. Like my, the color I chose was indigo for the accent color. And I was vetoed out because I like blue or indigo, I should say, the bluey purple. And I'm sorry, my cat is... That's fine. In the comment section. <laughs> it, 
As long as he, he doesn't uh, you know, switch off your internet, it's all good, mate. Right. <laughs> um, there's a couple of comments come up, and it's something that I wanted to mention as well, because I was, I was very lucky enough to have a discussion, a call with um, Miguel from, your, um, from the, who's working on this visualization stuff. Miguel um, Myers? Myers, Myers. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, Jeff's been mentioned about that. Um, at PunchFest, I've loved having the chance to engage with Miguel from your team. Are there any interesting learnings from the survey that Miguel ran that you can share? Um, also, just before, before we answer that question, yeah. if, you, if you choose to, um, just also Kurt is basically saying it was a privilege because it's amazing what he's done. And it is, I've got to say, it is phenomenal what he's done. I looked at it, I, I thought it was going to be, yeah, okay, so something okay, a bit of a improvement, but it's just been completely blown me away. So, um, cool. Okay, so I'll, I'll share something like transparently to this audience, which I don't think it's, I only shared it, I don't think I've shared it public, but like the thing that Miguel was sharing was us yeah. to figure out like how we move forward. And he hmm. used a survey to better use that feedback of what improvements we're going to make. And I haven't seen the survey results myself. Miguel was actually meant to run through it yesterday with me and I canceled my meeting with him. Um, but the, the results point to the direction we're headed. And if you guys have seen roughly, hmm. and if you've seen, if you've spoken to him, he has this plan with Rian on like why we're going to, where we want to be ideally. And hmm. we've got like, I'm going to call it like, uh, uh, milestone one line, a milestone two line, a milestone yeah. three. I'm blown away by just the yeah. milestone one line, like where we will be as a product for visuals. Yeah. And look, you guys have told us numerous times for the last three years, we've not, and I'm being transparent here, we've not done a major investment in the visual space. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of very expensive things, like sadly, small multiples cost us a lot of, like doing that ground yeah. up cost us. Um, composite models or proxy models or direct query over AS uh, or data sets. However, I've, you all call it different names these days. That was a very expensive feature that consumed from the same pool of resources and accessibility was another one. We're in a better place now entering in this semester, like Miguel and Rian have come up with a plan. We are going to fund that plan. Like I'm, I'm going to guys give you assurance that that plan is there. And the aim is to get to that milestone one line. So whatever you may have seen is where we're headed. Um, I don't have a timeline for you, um, but that's, at least I can give you guys a vote of confidence that that <laughs> will solve a lot of the slice issues, a lot of the card visual issues, a lot of just the layout issues that mm -hmm. you get with the default visuals. And our job is to hopefully, like what we hopefully will see in our telemetry is less people spend more time formatting and making things look good. Just by default, things will look good. And yeah. that's where we're heading in, in general, um, um, in, in our direction for visuals. But if you guys synced with Miguel, he, he, you've probably seen it. I'm not going to share anything today about where of we're going to go. Um, uh, because I don't know exactly what we're going to be in the next six months. And I, I'd rather give you guys more surety on that, but we are working on it. And Miguel is working directly in the team with Rien on driving that strategy. So, uh, really appreciate the feedback that you guys gave. Um, it was very, very helpful. Miguel has told me like he's learned so much and he's changed things as a result of those conversations. So thank you guys. Um, yeah, I mean, also from our side, thanks for seeing, I, I, um, I said to Miguel, I, was, I said, okay, I feel a bit bad at this point that I can't give you any really massively intelligent feedback because I was just, I was so blown away. I expected something completely different. And I was like, during the call, listening and, and, and watching and thinking, oh, Ben, you got to think of something intelligent, think of, think of something good to say. But towards the end, I was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, it's just awesome. So yeah. um, it was, it was I, very nice. I, I, 
and I hope to share with the community at some stage the before and after, which I asked Miguel to prepare of like where we will be after Milestone 1 and where we're headed to just give you guys a roadmap. And it's going to be like a year away, but just to help you guys understand like where are we today? And I asked him to create a report today of the exact same report. And if he were to create the same report in a year's time, how do it look? And I'm planning mm. to share that with the community once I have more surety that we are going to get that funded. Nice. So you guys will all get to see it. It won't be just to the MVPs. It'll be to everyone on Twitter. I'll post it or Miguel will. And I want you guys to see it just to see like what, just to give you guys an idea of, of the plan we're headed in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think people would appreciate that for sure because it's, uh, yeah, as, as you well know, it's something that's kind of discussed and um, maybe a lot and um, we bang on about it quite a bit. But it's, I think, as you said yourself, you, you use the product. Miguel said, of course, you know, he uses the product as well. So he understands the, um, the, the, the issues that we deal with. But as you said, it's just out of the box clean is such a, would be such a nice experience instead of having to format this, format that. And that yeah. for me, I was watching a video that you did with, um, I forget everyone's name when I talk. I wish I could talk and remember a human's name. <laughs> Reed Havens, my God. Um, I was watching your, your, your chat with Reed Havens and talking about, you know, um, people adopting the tool and what, I think you were talking about like what could be easier for that, that sort of thing. For me, that I mean, I, I work with people on a daily basis who don't use Power BI very often or who want to start using. So even from a training perspective, not have to say, okay, when you create a visual like this, you can change this, you can change that. Just to have it, it's there and it's already an acceptable thing to look at and it gives yeah. clean analysis. Yeah, I yeah. Agreed. I completely agree. I mean, I, I do think one of the strengths of Power BI is, is how easy it is to use. Um, but we can be that, even better. Like we, like, yeah, sure, uh, of course. Me, the crowd that I need to be able to eventually use Power BI. I, I use my sister as reference. My sister works in finance, and mm. when my sister can use Power BI without asking me, "Hey, why is it so painful just to do this?" I know we have succeeded because my sister's like, and a lot of the feedback was very interesting that my sister gave when I I made a first time use Power BI. I said not to use it until I got the role, and I said I want to do an interview with you and just get her to use it for the first time. So she hadn't used it before. And she made like, I, I, the example that I use with the MVPs is, you know, this box that comes up when you click load data and it has this like this weird transition where it's a loading data, apply mm. queries, applies at the top and it's temporary. My mm. sister was like, what does this mean? And I was like, it's only temporary. They ignore it. And the mm. people new users can't. They're just like, they're, they're trying to like see what's happening and understanding. So we've got mm. a long way to go. If I'm being honest with you on where Power BI is today is not going to be how we're going to get to our next milestone of being mm. like the same realm as office. Um, so yeah, that's when, that's when I know like when people, the new users, we do news interviews every, every month almost of people mm. using our product for the first time. And it is painful where they struggle with. Like you think they, they can't even get through the get data flow. Like I, I think 0% are successful getting through the get data flow. That's really interesting. Because that's like one without, of the things- Without, that... without assistance, I just be careful. Okay, like okay. They can learn okay. tutorials, they can do that afterwards. They're mm. not allowed to as part of the test and they can't go mm. through it with just basic instructions. And that's, you know, it points to how complicated the product is still, even mm. though we're still, I think, simpler than Tableau mm. and others. Mm. Yeah. It is what it is, right? And we've got to get better there. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few years ago, I mean, quite a few years ago, um, well, quite a few years in Power BI years, if you will, um, I was connecting to something and there was one part, it just said optional. So I left it empty and it was failing to connect. 
And I said, like, okay, then I'll just, I'll just try to fill in the optional field and it connected. And I was like, well, don't write optional. Um, database. I've seen that the same bug. We had that recently, actually. The database name sometimes has to be populated if you don't yes. have the right access. And yep, if you so said it it's, it's not optional, it's this. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. But it's, 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 I mean, are, there are small things, but these are small things that, of course, are important because, um, as you say, for new users, I mean, it's difficult sometimes to remember that if you've been using it for, for so long and someone, um, though, though I'm hesitant to mention it, the, the, the idea of, um, what is it, the totals of columns in a table or something, they, instead of, <laughs> some, I'm hesitant to, to bring up this entire topic, um, but one of my comments was, it's, it's difficult for us as people who are like, you know, heavy users who are very experienced to understand what is confusing for a new user, you know, because we don't have focus groups. We just have us, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah, I agree. it's, it's really. tough. Um, no, no, I, I agree. And that, that I, I look at the end of the day, there, there are people who do not understand that like Power BI today, aggregate. when I first used Power BI, aggregation mm -hmm. threw me off. Like mm -hmm. I was getting data ready in pre-aggregate form and now Power BI is aggregating. I'm like, what the hell are you doing Power BI? Like, what is it? <laughs> and our new users think of that as well. So like, we've just got to make things easier um, yeah. as we go mm -hmm. along. So yeah. um, this is um, from Jeff. This is a, a quite a nice point mm -hmm. regarding, uh, yeah. Some things would make a huge difference to non-experts lives, automatic top end bucketing for visuals. Mm -hmm. This is- My understanding is point. this is in Miguel's plan. Um, I've seen this come up in Miguel's plan, so I assume it's covered, but mm -hmm. good idea. Yeah. No, I, I, I when I talk, think of Miguel's plan, I just kind of let just say nothing other than the fact that it's cool in case, uh, you know, someone from Microsoft comes and sues me or something. I don't know how he did it, but um, if you guys have seen it, you can talk about it. I, okay. I'm being careful because I may have seen some other things that he hasn't talked about yet. So yeah, okay. Not Fair knock yourselves out if you guys want to bring up something. But this is covered in the plan. I'm pretty sure. I, I reviewed it yesterday. Um, mm. And so, yeah. In that case, if I'm allowed to talk about it, one thing, honestly, I know this is going to sound ridiculous. My absolute favorite thing, probably because it, I struggle with it so much, is the date slicer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's let me, so, let me see. so much let me, better. Let me see. Where, let me see if I've got the date slicer because I, I, I did bring the speed back up. Yeah, this is for let me see if I can bring it up on the screen. Guys really I, as you look for it, I'll just talk because for me, my, my issue is always that it's really difficult to find one date slicer to suit pretty much every situation. And then sometimes you've got to use like a like a flag two or two date slices sometimes they get to get it just right and it's very confusing for the user and the date slicer that i saw was basically it was everything in one slicer and it didn't look complicated and i was like wow i might cry a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna try and see if i find <laughs> the expanded view of the date slicer or not or have i got the non-expanded view ah, okay what the non-expanded view? Let me let me give you the PowerPoint and just, cool. uh, how do I share if I did want to share? I'm, yeah. I'm doing a, a bad job of seeing the no, questions no. today. Sorry for people in the chat. Um, <laughs> Why well, uh, ask my Dan of a question, Ben? I always yeah. try to find a Dan of a question. <laughs> I can talk about Dan of in one moment as well. Give me one second. I'm gonna just yeah yeah all good. Get the expanded slicer for you guys. So it's no worth the wait, be, everyone. Don't worry. No one can be upset at me. I'm just hoping it's not a GIF, because then I have to start chasing the GIF. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Can Microsoft buy Daniel um, Daniel Marsh Paddock a very large coffee? Yeah, I second that. <laughs> yeah. I actually sometimes I've started to forget some of the things that you have in standard visuals because I started to use Denim so much. Um, I probably overuse it in situations because I need to just, you know, practice and try new things and learn how to do one or two bits and pieces. So there's definitely situations where I am, you know, yeah, I've got, I've got to expand it. I'm being very careful not to give okay. anything else out because my team Can you share your screen? Me. I will share the picture. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'll share the picture. It's a very bad picture, but it only shows, um, let me see, how do I share my screen? There should be a share screen. screen. Okay, I'll share this yeah. tertiary share screen. Okay. Bring it oh, okay, let me close the let me close the deck down because I almost shared the wrong one. That would have been a <laughs> so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna bring it up now, okay? Okay. Oh so I'll, I'll zoom in because it's just it's go. badly pixelated because it came off a GIF, but like the new date slicer control would look something along this lines. Is yeah. this the one you've seen, or is this a version? You may have seen a version of this. This, this is the version is, I have. It looks pretty much like the one I've seen, where basically you can say a date range or select the previous yeah. n month, x number of months. Um, exactly that, yeah. Yeah, so something like that. For those of you who have not seen it, I'm sorry for the quality, but it was a gif of the whole thing, and I can't show you the whole thing. Um, <laughs> we just did our 2025 planning as well, like our long hmm. uh, screen share of the ready folks. <laughs> I love the comments. <laughs> I'll stop sharing now, but um, yeah. yeah um, I, I was careful because we did, a, we did our 2025 long range planning for Power BI as well this year. Mm. And as I, I don't want to show things like, you're like, oh my God, this is what Power BI will look like in 2025. I don't want to scare you guys. <laughs> it, it's such a, help, it's a, it's a, it's a tracking thing, not a, we may go and do all of these things. And so I'm very careful not to give you guys heart attacks or, oh my God, blown away. That's mm. it. Power BI is one because I don't want to put unnecessary expectations. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I understand. You guys that, will but... get that slowly. We'll slowly feed it to you. <laughs> But the, the the chef's curse thing, I it's um it's true, and it, I I felt so ridiculous. Oh, there's another cat there. I felt so ridiculous being so focused on the date slicer. But of all, I found that with all the visual stuff. But as we've already discussed, it's great to have to have things that are out of the box, tidy, and save clicks. But with the date slicer, there are things that you just cannot do that you can with that. And um, the amount of times I have to think, okay, so which slicer can can I? <laughs> so, Sorry. It's completely there, my cat. Oh man, love it. Yeah, exactly. So basically, it was something that you that you previously couldn't do, and now you can do, and it's kind of something that I was hoping would happen, but um, I, I just didn't open a, a what is it called an idea for it because I don't use ideas as much as as I should, to be honest. Um, so they're very very helpful. Anyway, so new question: Power BI roadmap also has instructions on what and what not you can show. Generally, I, I mean, in general, I try to just use my best judgment or when I share things to you guys and when, like when things are more solidified and I know we're going to get it done, I don't want to put mm. your hopes up, but mm. I do want to give you guys some future direction of where we're going. And so yeah. we are going to share some pictures and be like, oh my God, this is where Pabe is going. And I'll put a caveat. We may not fund all these things. We might realize feedback later that some of these don't make sense or mm. it's not the highest priority, but, um, yeah, as a GPM, I have the flexibility of just applying rules here. Mm. I, I don't want to obviously get myself in trouble in terms of not 
myself in trouble, but like set expectations, <laughs> then you guys come complain to me or complain mm, to my that. boss. And my boss was like, hey, why did you share that when you mm. know you're going to get that reaction? But mm. I, I generally am I'm quite transparent. I share a lot of mm. things, mm. even though probably in the past we wouldn't have. And I'm sorry, I'm going to throw my cat oh, safely so to it's, its uh, home. So it's kind of like, I don't promise my kids I'm going to take them to the zoo next weekend. I'll say we'll try our best. <laughs> Kind of yes. similar situation, right? There you go. I'll show um, the pictures, <laughs> even if we don't get there. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Jeff's question because you you were busy when I brought it up. Um, it's not a, a real question, I suppose. Can Microsoft buy Daniel Marsh Patrick a very large copy? <laughs> do, do you do you know much and and use Denner at all? Or so I've I've used it recently. So I, this normally comes in the conversation of Charticulator, and mm, in yeah. Charticulator, like I think Denner is a better. I think it's better that the community develops that mm. going forward. When Microsoft Research developed Charticulator, it wasn't even our mm. own team. And Microsoft Research have now stopped funding it. So we now it's in maintenance mode. Like we're maintaining mm. anything that uses Charticulator, but we're not planning to make more investment in actually improving the tooling. So Denim is the way to go in that side of things. Mm. But Denim is also not the full of faint of heart. Like, <laughs> would I get my Excel user going into Denim? No, but it does solve a lot of the gaps. And in general, like I do like uh, the fact that for custom visuals in general, we have a good strategy in mm. general with custom visuals and so forth. But um, mm. I, I, I'd say like we've created an ISV ecosystem. I think it's great that you guys have developed your own tools. Bringing mm. them back into Power BI is actually not the right thing because we don't have the funding to go and improve them. So mm. it should stay where they are is my, is my hyper statement there in general. Fair enough, yeah. No, I, I mean, I understand like the limitations of them. It, it's difficult for me to kind of say, okay, I'm going to put Deneb and all of my reports that I build because someone takes them over. Like that's literally happening right now. I have a colleague who yeah. is going to take over something that I was developing for a little bit of a time and do some Deneb visualizations. And, and the thing is, a couple of those visualizations are very nicely formatted tables and matrices. And you can't really replace that no offense, with the with the by Natives one because you just don't have that very, very structured yeah. formatting. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, let's just, just go through it so you understand it. And if you need to change it, it's we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, you've you got to be careful with this sort of thing for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so also thinking about the um, uh, these visuals, the custom visuals, one of my favorites that I didn't actually use at all until very recently was the um, the icon map. Yes. This is very cool. It is. I think it's developed by um, uh, what's James Dales. James. Yeah, James Dales. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's, no, it's, it's great. Um, I, I think I think one of the issues that we've got with mapping in general, and I think I shared this many times before, is we are going to converge to one mapping visual. Like we have Azure Maps, Bing Maps, and a Shape Map. The okay. Shape Map will finally come out of preview, guys. <laughs> we'll uh, really. We we're gonna, we're gonna um it's not gonna come out of preview by itself it's gonna be integrated with the azure maps visual so work okay. as one visual. And ah, so right. that one will ga and that will be announced soon when we're gonna ga that um okay. and then it will include the shape map visual so then you will not have that tick box that i've been trying to remove will now be removed um on the preview option screen so yeah that's what we're gonna be doing soon um but and and i i i've spoken to james about this as well we've got mm. to think about how icon like I like customers to be able to click one map visual in general and mm. then have the options to do whatever they need mm. rather than find, like they're not going to know the difference between a, sh a normal map visual and the sh icon map visual mm. unless you really mm. know what you're doing. And so I think we will work with James and team, um, or maybe it's just James actually, I, I say team, mm. 
we got to talk about that. Um, uh, mm. But yeah, it's, it's not, doing, integrating the icon map visual is not our first goal yet. Um, there's a, a bunch of stuff like the, the Bing Maps visual today mm. sends data out to the cloud, which is not in your region. Mm. Azure Maps will respect your region, so be better for a lot of organizations who prefer to keep data within inside the residency. Um, so there's a bunch mm. of other stuff we got to do first before we start talking about new features. I feel like before the maps are merged, the um, the shape map should come out of preview and have at least one week or one month there on its own. <laughs> give it its time to shine. It's really it's it's deserved its moment in the sun, you know. Um, That's funny. To, uh, no, I wish I wish we could, but like we probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, fair uh, enough. So. Yeah, I know. I I I understand. I mean, it's great, of course, that it all come together. Um, but it's just, it's a weird thing. It's been sitting there for, for so long and so many people use it. Um, it, and for me, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the fact you said that so long. I was like, I didn't even know when it landed in the product, but it's been over two years, at least yeah. maybe four, maybe five years, but that the, every day someone will send me like, oh, every day is probably an exaggeration. Every month I'll always get told is, can we reduce the number of feature switches on the screen? <laughs> and they're like, well, what, what's happening with shape maps video? And I'm mm. just like, no, don't ask mm. me about this anymore. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, has got, it has got its limitation. The fact that when you want to bring in a new region with the, with the files and yet, et cetera, but it's, um, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of maps until I saw the, I am um, the icon map from James because of, you know, again, it's, the, it's one of these misuse things, you know, if you see so many of a certain way, it's, um, you kind of start to hate things, but yeah, with the shape map, um, yeah, with the shape map, it's quite a nice thing. So it'll be nice to see them updated. Um, if you had the option that tomorrow you just like snap your fingers and one thing is done, what would it be? Just curious. Um, I desktop parity in the web. Okay. So we're working on that right now. It's expensive. We started on it a year ago. Um, if once that is done, then I can unblock that team to do co-authoring, mm, okay. autosave, do other features that we need to go and do. The long pole at the moment is getting like today, we have a strong reliance on AS, analysis services. Mm. And so that team, if I could free up that team and that, that was done and we got like full parity from desktop to the web that you don't care where you create or if you post on the web, um, mm. You can then continue editing on the web. And I know Emily, if you guys have worked with Emily recently, she's released in private preview the data set editing capability in the web. Um, and you guys might have seen um, the announcement for that. Um, that's where I want to really go with, like, if that's one thing I could just solve tomorrow there, mm. or co-authoring. Co-authoring implies that that will solve. And so, yeah. like, yes, I'm like, oh, but co-authoring, mm. we are looking at, it's an expensive problem. Mm. Um, and I think the OneDrive integration that we just released is going to really help us okay. focus on that. Because like, mm. I think it's very important that two people can just open up the same PBX file and edit it at the same time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's been so long since I've been able to do that. I've become a sort of person. I'm like, no, get off no. my PBX. It's mine. Well, it's, like, it's like you create different versions or my version, Mo ver mm. 1.115. Like you start counting in like decimals that you've never gone to before. <laughs> version two or version two final, version three final, mm. version four final. The word final means nothing to you guys. No, no, uh, not at all, no. And so I've been that. Um, final V2. Yeah, which one you post gave to the customer. Like I've been in that same situation. I was going mm. through my consultancy days. So I'm like, which one did we actually ship? And then you find mm. out version nine had a bug in it. Version seven actually didn't have a bug in it. And 
kind of recall all those things. So I understand the pain. Then you just got you just got to download it from the service. Like, okay, just, I don't know, just download it, and that that yeah. that's the one that's that's published, you know. Um, and here, of course, just to make. Uh, I always want to make Jeff happy, of course. Measure driven day labels so that I get a day off from Jeff. I don't think you get a day off from Jeff, to be fair. I don't but think still. I get a day off from Jeff. No, even no. If we did this. I am really sorry. The expense, we, we, I, I did the review with, with my team, Jeff, just when you made it. I saw you post it so many times. The problem is that this touches more. The, the issue is that we don't have a way. So if you guys know how Power BI's visuals work today, all the data that comes in from like the analysis services gets translated into like what in, in an aggregated form and then gets displayed. So all that that table gets entirely displayed by the visual. In measure driven data labels, what you're asking for is I need a measure that's not part of the visual to be rendered not part of the visual. And we don't have mechanism to support that today. Now, mm -hmm. lucky for you, there's infrastructure work that is going is being done right now for a different feature, which Jay presented at the recent like community conference that was held in Chicago. Okay. He presented a sneak peek. Some of you put, tweeted it okay. around visual calculations. Ah, right. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, that work there is pay will allow us to basically create new columns and then display them. Hmm. And so that's the issue. That that's literally what it what it comes down to is we don't have a mechanism today to query for those results for other things not part of the visual. The whole visual gets displayed and the whole table gets passed in. And we don't have a way to do that um, where you want the data label to be like driven dynamically, if I'm understanding correctly. I, I feel like I'm an intermediary between yourself and, and, and Jeff right now, but I'll just bring a bit of response. Calculation groups kind of does it. What's the difference? Was that the right tone of voice, Jeff? I hope that was okay. <laughs> calculation groups does not solve the same problem. Like calculation groups, like shipping, if we ship calculation groups today, you still would have the problem of the visuals don't handle calculation. Like they, at the end of the day, the visualizations see it as a table of data. They don't know it's a calculation group. They don't know. The calculation groups are effectively just generating you something on the fly. And we need the ability to generate something from the context of the tooltip on the fly. And we don't have a way to do that today. So allowing a visual to not display what it can't display is one thing, which is what Visual Calc solves. Then there's a separate piece of work is can we dynamically call the AS engine or run a query for each time you hover over things. Hmm. And that's expensive, actually, if I'm being honest with you, like doing it from a measure. Imagine just like you hover over three data points. You don't want hmm. three queries to run. You don't want that, right? <laughs> and so we have a bunch of other stuff that we need to go and solve. And that's why hmm. my team were like, hey, it's either that or the visualization strategy. I think hmm. we made the right call. Yeah. <laughs> that's how expensive no. it is. It's, like, it's that expensive. Wow, OK. Once, just think about the, the visualization strategy. One thing that someone mentioned at the very start that I'm just thinking of now was um, interactive. I think I'll try and find it. It's interactive um, report. Said report tool tips. Right, interactive report tooltips. Um, I'll be honest, I see you with the benefit, but I actually don't like that idea. Like, I understand, but I just think it would be too it, it, much. It fails in accessibility. Um, we can't do it. Like, as in, you can't have okay. something that hovers that has an action on it. Okay. Interesting. Um, you should, like there must be a way to persist it or keep it on screen. And because it works today on tooltips mm. on hover, we do have on tooltips that the fact that you can do drill down and drill on. Like the new modern tooltips allows that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to you'd have to be very like, those are fine because those can be nav you could tab into them. You have to be mm. very careful what you mean by I, I don't understand mm. the feature well enough to be able to say we can't okay. do it. Mm. Um, but there's a bunch of other stuff there that 
uh, from an accessibility standpoint, my team has become very pro accessibility. We need to make sure that it works for all users, yeah. non-sighted users as well. Is that the same problem? Because um, if you're using like a like a, a custom tooltip, of course you lose this functionality of the the drill through when you hover over. Is that the same problem? Because it's quite frustrating sometimes that with drill throughs, it's quite difficult to it's, it's let very, the user know what's going problem. on. Hmm. It's a very okay. similar problem. Makes sense. Uh, okay. Even if we put a pinning, like someone just added, can you add a pin button? For for the the user needs to be able to tab into the thing that appears temporarily, and then mm. find the option. So it'd have to be at the top, and it would be it would be like at the end of the day, our tool tips today are not completely accessible. I'm being very transparent. It's one of our bugs, mm. and it's not a bug. It's like a big feature to go and fix it, and it's mm. on our roadmap to fix. And when we do fix that, then we'll develop the patterns that will then enable interactivity. So it's mm. it it will, it will be done. I'm not saying it's not going to be done. That that feature. Mm. But no. there's things I don't even know how we're going to solve yet. So Fair enough. active conversations my, with my with my team. Makes sense. Uh, do you have time for one more question? I know it's a pushing yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've got, I, I can go over, run over if you need to. Ah, fantastic. Love it. And this is maybe quite a, a long one to answer. I'm not sure. Um, can you break down the process of defining and approaching solutions to such problems, such as co-authoring that you mentioned before? Okay, so that this is a this is an interesting question. Um, I, I would say this is like co-authoring is a very big one, and you almost need to think about what does it mean to be co-authoring. So I wrote a document out um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was actually maybe it was a month ago actually, um, mm. where I defined what it means to be. So so what we normally would do actually, I, I let me just walk you through what I did. Um, yeah, sure. Because co-authoring touches everything in Power BI. So in the case mm -hmm. for co-authoring, I wrote out initial strategy document of how should it work? Nice. What does it mean to be co-authoring? Mm. And how does Office deal with co-authoring today? Like what people mm. don't understand is co-authoring mm. means two people are changing. Could be, what you could be, what, the way you could assume co-authoring works like is, and you need to understand what it means is, two people could be changing two different files and then there's a centralized file that's getting merges. Mm. Or two people are sending commands on the same file. So it's like, mm. I have a keyboard and you have a keyboard but we're, and a mouse, but we're, we're interacting on the same screen, same pixels. Mm. Mm. And Office went for a change. I, I, not many people know this, but our Office used to do files changes and then handle merge conflicts. Now when two people are doing co-authoring, we're actually changing one file. And so the likelihood of a merge conflict is not going to happen. Like either the either I'm changing two, two things that are being changed at the same time on the same object, so I'm blocked. And you mm. see that in Office today. So we really define what the problem is or what is happening with co-authoring. And then what I then try to do is, is, okay, let's talk about it in terms of reports. And I go through artifact types. And then let's talk about data sets because they're not the same answer. Like today with data sets, it's a lot easier to do co-authoring because there's only one AS server. In reports though, when you want two people open up a report today, they get a different version in memory copy on mm -hmm. their local client machine. And so you have to really think about like, what is a user's mental model of what they're going to be interacting with? How should it work? And then you work backwards and say, okay, so how should it then work for data sets? Or what if the data set is a live connected data set? What if the data set is an import model? What if the DQ, there's all different answers. So you end up mm -hmm. drafting up this entire matrix. And then like for co-authoring as an example as well, we also talk about autosave, which is not the same as co-authoring, but autosave is a prerequisite for co-authoring. And then you then expand that spec out. And then you say, well, autosave for reports is different than autosave for data sets. And then you go mm -hmm. and expand that spec out. And so you just, develop this tree and then your job is to then eventually explore the tree and then say hey i'm scoping this out because i don't believe 
a further branch of this tree will force me to change my decision at the top. Mm. And you have to convince yourself that you've done that. And a lot of the Power BI problems are like that now. Like when we did the redid the redid get data revamp, we explored mm. the whole tree. How do people okay. want to interact with get data? When we did Power Query revamp, how do people want to transform data? And so you go down these very large trees. And we never used to go down these trees two years ago. Like Power BI mm. is now in the stage where I, I described the three stages of product. We're not shipping a V1 product where we're just trying to get out the door, where it's okay to have subpar experiences. Mm -hmm. We're no longer competing. Like I'd say organizations are not having arguments with us like Tableau has this and Tableau doesn't, you don't have that. We're leading the Ghana quadrant. We have a lot of features that our competitors don't have. We're not competing and copying and pasting features from one competitor to us mm -hmm. when the design is well-known. When the stage three, which is we want our product to be easier to use, we're competing on experiences. And because we're competing on experiences, a lot of this is like, how should this whole thing work? Because like in Office, Office has different side of problems in Power BI. Actually, the core thing problems is very much in the data. Like mm. imagine people hit refresh, who wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it should the data, like if I do a delete column, actually we delete the column from the data. So now what if I hit control Z, can I do control Z? And there's a bunch of like long tail questions technically. And if you wonder why, like, that I said, like data set editing, I wish it was done in the service today. That long tail things, if we solve those, we would then be able to do so a lot of these things uh, simpler. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would do like these large, these very large things that we go through. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on the project. Sometimes I have to write it out because it touches everyone in Power BI. So if it touches like seven or eight PMs at the same time of their feature areas, I will then write initial strategy document of like how I think about the space. And then I get everyone to communicate and, and contribute to the document. But like, I went down to the level of like, hey, how does Office do it today? And how mm. did Office used to do it in the past? So it's a very, mm. co-authoring is a very, very complex topic that I have architects working with me on the document. Mm. But that's, yeah. how, that's how complicated it is. Visual you've Council is another one. You've expressed that. It, it, it's, a, it's a very good answer. It's, it's quite interesting to hear about it, the complexity from your side. Um, yeah. As you, as you were talking there, someone has asked for a second time for us to for me to ask their question and, and, yeah, and sure. yeah yeah i just when you need to stop just say ben shut up now okay and then we'll sure, stop. Sure, sure. <laughs> um so here we go I, I found it i went back will the new natural language dax functionality of the quick measures work if all of your measures are in a measure table um, what is that? Uh, there's a couple of vagaries here. So CUNY does okay. work against measure tables today. It does. Um, we fixed mm -hmm. that actually. It was called disjoint tables. We actually fixed that recently. So maybe mm -hmm. you might not have seen that feature roll out. And it doesn't work with the old models as well. Like I get to update the model. So maybe that's what you're seeing. But mm -hmm. I want to just be clear. Like the what happens today is is the only thing that is used as part of like natural language QA today is it underlines the terms of what we understood mm. and we use q and a because q and a indexes your columns and your data values so basically mm. if you type in like give me total sales and sales is in your model q and a will underline it and then when it gets passed to gpt3 we say it was a column we don't say it was sales we say it's a column because gpt3 then knows oh i'm working with a column or a measure and then it mm. knows so mm. if you said total like imagine you said total sales year to date but there's no sales year to date column in your model mm. what goes to gpt3 is total we didn't understand what you said, you mm. know, like in, effectively some brackets term of unidentified token. So you get, mm. don't get results. So Q&A is only used to power the suggestions and just write, helping you write the question. 
if the question is valid, it then goes to GPT-3 and then whatever GPT-3 spews out is just a measure, whatever it will support. Um, okay. So is there's no reason why it wouldn't support it, but in general, like um, you could have other issues here. Hmm. Like if you've got several other measures in the table, it, it should work. But like, again, we put it under experimental because a lot of the MVPs when they tried it said it has a lot of limitations and we were very scared that people might think mm. you know, we want to just be very careful that we don't push, like, push something that we're not sure of the quality yet. Like the only way to test this out is actually to get people to try it. And understand. So that, was, yeah. that was why we call it experiment. It's our first experimental feature in Power BI. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for another answer to a long question. It's much appreciated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I try to keep them nice and short, especially because sometimes when I'm reading them and listening at the same time, I'm like, I'm lost. I've just, I, my, my is, ability, yes. my ability to do two things at the same time is sometimes quite pathetic, to be honest. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, no, these are good questions. I really appreciate the, the questions. And yes, I've worked very deeply on the GP3 project. Um, <laughs> final question. Okay. And it's a, it's a good question to end on. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> How do you stay optimistic when we're all here being pessimistic about our pet peeves? I, I mean, like, uh, when you see the plan that we have in place and where I see the growth opportunities for Power BI, I obviously can't share everything that I know. Um, and so when you know that, it's really easy to be optimistic. For me, it's just now like a timeline question. It's not like we don't have the visibility on what we need to go and do. It's just mm. time. Mm. I wish I could throw more engineers and PM than design at the problem. I can't. Um, yeah. So I'm optimistic because the things I know that you don't know, I'm yeah. really excited for. And I'm, I'm looking forward to share them with you in subsequent meetings or community calls yeah. that I do. Um, but yeah, like, it's so very it's easy. easy. Like, I understand it's it's easy to, to, to brush off all the all the, the negativity. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's come. No, no stress, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like we have a plan for it. Like when, when I say I don't have a plan for it, hmm. like I'm being transparent, like hmm. the visual side, which or even just ideas in general, like you guys have complained saying we have made progress. You guys saw like a week ago, we went through it. I said, here are the mm. ones I updated. I'm now mm. making sure they're updated. I think there's a huge amount that are being going to be delivered in the year, mm. which mm. I'm really mm. excited for. Cool. Me too. We all are. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Awesome. Uh, mate, thank you so much for joining in the middle of your work day. I'm sure you're going to get pinged soon. Please come to a meeting, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, so I really appreciate it. It's been a really good chat. Um, no, thank you, Barry. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, of course. And everyone in the chat who's asking all the questions, keeping it going, as ever, much appreciated. And um, I hope to see you back next Thursday, chatting, asking questions, because I'll be back at the same time. And uh, yeah, with that, thanks to everyone again. Take care and uh, goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Don't you wanna